0: Hey y'all, this is Sean. I'm really excited to dive into this podcast in just a second, but want to make a couple quick corrections. We talk about Dumpster Dick and their possible collaboration with Gender Confetti in the future. The track we talk about is called Turf Destroyer 666. We also talk about Miriam Klein-Stahl and the art that Miriam has done, including Rad Women Worldwide and Rad American Women A to Z. Finally, if you have a second, if you have enjoyed this podcast, you would really appreciate your support. Ithsmith's Mad Faves poll is now open through July 31st, so there are a couple days left to vote. You can go to isthmuscom slash mad and you can vote for this podcast in the favorite local podcast category. We're growing, we're doing more work, we're trying to develop and take in your input, so we would really appreciate your feedback, and this would mean a whole heck of a lot to us. Anyway, let's dive into the pod.
1: Record store dropouts, demo, take one. All right, so after we play that, we're going to transition to a G chord. We're going to play that for about eight more bars. Sound good?
0: Uh, the, the first part does, but what's a bar, Alex?
1: Oh, you know, like like a bar, like like uh, a music bar like a measure what's a measure? oh god uh, you know why don't we just make a podcast instead
0: oh that that sounds great
1: oh okay sounds good
0: Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Record Store Dropouts, a music-adjacent podcast for music-adjacent people. My name is Sean. My pronouns are they, them, and I am being distracted right now, but we're not going to talk about that.
1: Hey, y'all. My name is Alex. My pronouns are they and them. I like to play guitar and drums. I like to make music, and I've never worked at a record store but yet, here I am as a dropout. So figure that one out. Here you are. Here I it's, am. it's
0: a mystery. If y'all can figure it out for us, please, please. let us okay. know. We record this podcast on the ancestral lands of the Ho Chunk Nation. And today, Alex. Yeah. Holy shit. I know. Are you ready?
1: Ah, uh, I cannot contain my excitement. For real. Talk.
0: <laughs> We're talking with gender confetti, Sylvia Johnson and Elise Cluche of bling your. Bling bling bling.
1: Well. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hello.
0: Hi. Hey, y'all. Hey. How are you doing?
2: We are fantastic.
0: Wow. Way to speak for me. <laughs> 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 are um, you doing anything less than fantastic or maybe more? No. Than fantastic? Like Elise was right. I just. <laughs> don't like being upstaged. <laughs> 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 is that is the, we'll we'll get into the astrology segment a little oh later. Yeah, <laughs> Sylvia, yes, it's crucial, definitely. <laughs> crucial dynamic of our band. <laughs> so to jump into things, you just had your album release show for the debut full length LP, We're Gay, which Indeed. came out on Saturday. You did do it. How. How are you feeling? How have you processed that show? How did you feel during the show? What did it mean for you to see lovely, queer people pack a space like the Wisco in part to celebrate y'all? What what how what's going on in your minds and in, in your hearts?
2: Oh gosh. There's a lot. Do you want to go first, Sylvia? Uh,
0: yeah, sure. <laughs> um it felt like a
3: real like arrival. It mm. Felt like we were arriving at this not like an end, but a but a point um in like a, a very like just a, a beautiful kind of kaleidoscopic road that we've been on and it was yeah like really cool to occupy a space like that and I forget that there's like a intentional reason why Sarah books at the Wisco because like mm. the owner is an old dyke and like I forget oh, that about okay. the Wisco yeah. like all the time <laughs> um Good but like know. They, like, are pretty cool when it comes to, like, you know, some of their bartenders are a little meh, but, like, yeah, like, there's there's that at least coming from the very top and then a totally queer occupation of that space, which is just, like, why I feel comfortable, like, for us to play in, like, any kind of space because... As, like we now are at a point where we I think we can guarantee that there's gonna be like tons and tons of queer people there and I really do think one of the best ways to make a safe space is to like is like through safety in numbers and so it felt really good to just like yeah know that the majority of the people there were queer and I cried it was beautiful and I treasure like this like thing that we've created I'm gonna start
4: crying now. Oh, no
3: yeah I just really treasure this like messy vulnerable wonderful thing that we've created
2: uh yeah i also really had a good time <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> sorry sylvia we, we have to make
0: space for other people in this conversation as well i
2: felt like it was a blossoming of like a lot of hard work and we played No borders for the first time and we got to play every song on the album in order and like have our tapes and our zines and all of our other new merch that we're about to go on tour with and like just like the support that we got in the community leading up to this show and it was just so much fun and had so many friends there and really good time. I think it was one of the my favorite shows that we've played and I definitely like rocked out harder than any other show and I hurt my neck a little bit. So it was fun.
5: Escaping a dangerous place, setting out on a perilous road. All they have is each other, their dreams. Their hopes. A caravan of women and children, all labeled as criminals by xenophobic villains. Their racism far from subliminal. No human is illegal. is illegal. Get it in your head. It's an act of desperation. They are not a threat. No human is illegal. Get it in your head. Of desperation, desperation. they are not a threat. threat. You will pay for your insanity. How could you separate families? You You will pay for your insanity. How could you separate families? You will pay for your insanity. How could you separate
6: families? You will pay for your insanity. How could you separate families? No borders for the rich and their money. False promises of milk and honey. And embrace humanity. Respect and embrace diversity. Respect and embrace humanity. Respect and embrace diversity. Respect and embrace humanity.
0: Speaking of playing No Borders for the first time, when I heard it for the first time, and it was before I'd been able to listen to the tape all the way through, I kind of did play it on my cassette player, but what I kind of got from listening to the track and from hearing other people was that it's really funky, if that's an appropriate way to describe it thinking back to diversity from the queers of joy ep Mm -hmm. that really kind of had not quite a disco vibe to me but a definitely like a more upbeat like dancey kind of art pop sort of thing and Mm -hmm. so in an article that tone madison published on july 17th entitled gender confetti's first album fights for all the liberation by publisher and editor scott gordon scott talks about how Moving forward, you want to explore a broader range of sounds, including songs that incorporate more overt elements of both pop and hardcore. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about writing No Borders specifically. Maybe you can get into the kind of like lyrical inspiration about that, but also thinking about just like how you wanted to present something musically that at least to me, and I don't know if you want to add anything to this, Alex, but kind of is a little bit distinct from the rest of your discography so far.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree. To me it it was so fresh and it's got this like rugged energy to it at times with that like I really loved and I felt like especially leading into like the harder, more punk elements of it. Like it it felt really th- Thematic in a way, so Mm. I would love to hear. Also, not to pile on the questions, but I would love to hear just about like the arrangement of the song and how you decided to do like what you did with it. Because there's so much cool stuff. And I will also say I'm geeking out because in the recording, what I love so much about it is that it's kind of this evolving song that comes from one spot and it ends in the same spot with the guitar. That's exactly what it was. Yeah.
0: Alex is the musician of the podcast. So Um, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> yeah That's i do th- i yeah. do that yeah definitely. very apt of you
2: can i start on this please. one please okay so first of all you're the second person to describe it to m- to me as funky which is so interesting because really? i we, yeah hayley oh, really? um oh. i did Haley not
0: is the one who leaned <laughs> over to me and said that during the <laughs> show and i was like i want to <laughs> said funky but definitely like there's a it group has to like really, it.
2: yeah but like other than that you yeah. know like i think of it as more of like Metal has that like, you know, anyways, but (laughs) when we were writing this song, we wanted to write about people coming to the border and like starting in one place and then making this epic journey and then. You know, kind of, like, running into all the, like, really fucked up things that are going on at the border and then, like, being stuck in the same place. And, like, so you, like, nailed it on the head with, like, starting Mm -hmm. and then making a journey and then still being, you know, like, in the same place.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely meant, I mean, like, because we wrote it when... I believe the migrant caravan was still on the move, like the original one from, like, not the original, but like the one that was gaining the most press from Central America. And, you know, we knew that we wanted to write a song about borders, and it just so happened to like kind of coalesce. And so we wanted it to be kind of like the song to like echo that like travel, that like kind of dangerous road. And then, like, when it hits and like it really like explodes, is kind of like that moment of conflict. With border patrol, with with uh, the the U.S. state kind of just re- violently repressing this movement, and yeah, it's true. Like the idea that like you know it starts with that one riff and ends with that sort of like same riff and energy. It's to signal like well, they started in this very perilous place and have now also been forced back into mm-hmm. it either via deportation or by being their like efforts kind of being truncated. Right at this moment of conflict. So, yeah. I guess, like, so it's funny that you say, like, talk about how it was composed. Because no song has ever been composed and performed this way. It's Do you want to talk about it? yes.
2: Yeah. We were... <laughs> Finishing our album, finishing recording back in February. And this was the last song we were writing for the album. We started writing it after we recorded almost all the other songs. And so we we wrote the instrumentals, like finished writing the instrumentals the week before recording the instrumentals. And then we still didn't have the lyrics. So we wrote the lyrics the next week before recording the lyrics. And we'd actually never played the Instrumentals and the lyrics together, mm-hmm. until and we never played it live until just now in July. So from February yeah. to July, we actually didn't play that song, and we were so busy playing shows and stuff, we just kept practicing, you know, like doing that. And then finally, was like, actually, we should probably learn how to play our own song. <laughs> and like, it was actually really difficult. <laughs> yeah, it was because like a really hard talk song to during, learn. Yeah, you you kind of like. It has like these talking lyrics and then like trying to play the beat or play the guitar while talking, it, it was tricky.
3: It's like, yeah, it's a very, like, vocal-intensive song. Mm. And so yeah. then, like, I noticed, like, how intense it is to play all of it at the same time. And I was like, wow, we did not make this easy for ourselves. We challenged ourselves, ourselves like, on all. accident, It's probably, basically. like, the most challenging song to play, yeah. I think, as a result. Because we didn't, like, practice doing those things congruently like we would. that we ha- Like we have with yeah. literally every other song. Mm-hmm. So it has, like, a very... It unique, was kind of silly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very unique composition. It, for that reason. But I'm glad that we finally got to play it cuz like I feel like we only really got it down to be comfortable playing it like a In week ago. In the last week, yeah. yeah.
1: It was very very well done. And yeah, like it's such a good song, so I would love to hear an update about how it's going to be taking it on the road if you do that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we definitely will.
0: So then looking forward, what kind of genres or what elements would you like to bring into your music? and make it your own sound. It also sounds kind of almost peripherally that you're gonna be maybe covering another band here in town or trading songs with them. Can you talk about yeah. that a little? If you like
3: that part, you know that part in Wonder Bread where, it just, where it's like,
0: it's not
3: about you. Yes. Yeah. I wanna do more stuff like that. It's like this like very black metal-y part and released as yeah. that blast beat. It's so cool.
2: I like to play blast beats every once in a while. Hell But, yeah. but I also yes. like to mix those <laughs> in with like disco beats. I really like, To mix the different genres, and I don't know, I am I don't know that many beats as a drummer, so I'll just (laughs) be mixing them up, I guess, and try to make more variety with the ones that I know. Maybe learn a couple more. Mm -hmm. But I
3: love that though, because like I think like the disco feel, one, it's super danceable. It's just like so fun to play, but it's also like fun to like incorporate like that history into what we're doing cuz like there's so much of like a queer history in disco. So I think like, I don't know. It's also kind of like punk to be unabashedly into disco, I well, feel. A like. lot of
2: people I think in punk or rock were like, you know, disco sucks, but also yeah. like mm. maybe punk today for me is like I, I like disco. You yeah. know, so like I don't care. I guess I just want to play whatever. I'm going to play a blast beat and a disco beat mm-hmm. cuz I can.
3: I feel like when people say they don't like disco, like they're really thinly veiling like racism and homophobia. (laughs) Like there's. Yes. Even
2: if it's it's like just uh, subconscious or internalized. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. More like kind of like punky. I don't know. More like hardcore stuff. More kind of like, I don't know. More like stop and start sort of like angular stuff. I feel like we're like really learning how to like play off of each other. And I know we want to do more of that kind of like syncopated, like, vocals and kind of, like, using our own voices independently and then, for, like, sure. for yeah. moments and then bringing them together for moments and then, I don't know, like, playing with that.
2: Yeah, we kind of just come up with ideas. Sometimes we come up with a theme for a song and then the instrumentals follow that. Sometimes we're just messing around and we come up with the instrumentals and we're like, oh, this would go well with that theme we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And... We also have an idea for a song where I get to jump around on stage and yell into the microphone while Sylvia bangs on the drums.
0: Yes! Nice. Oh fuck
1: There'll,
3: yes! Oh. There might be a song where I play drums and Elise can like crowd surf. Cause like that's one thing. So, I always
2: am jealous because like I have to sit in this chair and I'm like stuck.
3: Have I told you about the yo-yo thing? No. This is so wild. So I've told so many people about this and I like they keep saying, like, have you told Elise that? And I'm so glad I just remembered to like tell you about this right now. I feel like we collectively as a band when we perform is like a yo yo and you're the hand and I'm the yo yo. But like I'm just like going all over the place Whoa. but like you keep it like grounded and like you're still like controlling the movements of the yo-yo but like you like are the hand That's so And like funny. it just feels like that sometimes so yeah like i don't know we've talked about how either we need to like get a platform that has legs that can like walk around for elise or like have elise do like some songs where they can like just be off of the drum set for a mm-hmm. bit um, nice.
2: or pull some Dacai shit and just have the crowd hold the drummer up with all the drums yes <laughs> I mean we could try it we I should
3: know. we could regarding the question about like a uh, there's no nothing official yet but we thought about doing a split with local queer core group dumpster dick and we would cover their song and they would cover one of our songs and then we'd release it as like a or maybe like we would have a couple also originals but we would at least cover each other's songs and record it so yeah that's that's an idea can't remember if i've answered all of i think things. you have yeah. Oh, <laughs> cool. yeah hey this is jordan cohen hey, and i have a new podcast called Digital Forms. where i talk to producers djs and other people in the electronic music world Presented by Toad Medicine.
1: would be really really rad to have a split between y'all and dumpster dick
0: i'd be really curious though because and i wonder how you feel about this but i feel like it's at least easier makes it simpler on people to kind of bring y'all within like this queer core umbrella uh-huh. even though dumpster dick is much more hardcore you're i would say maybe a little more not quite like pop punk necessarily but there's kind of like a subgenre difference between yeah. mm-hmm. you so i think that would be like Particularly interesting to see the kind of interpretations that would come up if this is something that does come to fruition. Yeah, Yeah, Dick wants to cover Deviant. And I'm like, Whoa! what "What would that
3: sound like? Like, What would that sound like? Like, I'm just so curious. (laughs) I really want to know. So yeah, I I want it to happen. And I think we want to either cover Trans Day of Raging or Turf Destroyer.
1: Destroyer. Destroyer. Nice. So when I think of Gender Confetti as a live performance and I've been to, gosh, I've lost count of how many shows I've been to by now. But like, oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Like there's like this visual element that comes to mind. And I think part of it's just, you know, personal, you know, stylistic choices, perhaps like Elise, you've been sporting like this really awesome, like pride flag. And like Sylvia, have always got like the little scarf on the guitar Mm kind of thing. Another visual that comes to mind for me has been, I haven't seen it at a show in recent times, but it's been the slideshow, the visual slideshow. Mm, yeah. Uh-huh. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Well, when we first
2: started, our friend Sarah Akawa was like doing these visual slideshows for us, or like what are what is it called? Like it's like
3: v- VJing. VJing,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like basically, we just have her along when she can make it, and sometimes she's really busy, so it's kind of just like whenever she can do that, she does, and otherwise. We just go without.
3: Yeah. They like yeah, that would have happened at the release show and Sarah was like, I forgot my projector. So uh yeah, like I mean we don't <laughs> we can't pay her, so like we there's no like and also she's hella busy. So and but there's also like I don't know. We haven't really even talked about like what it would mean to have visuals without her. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's like yeah, and it's I just like
2: if she can do it, she can do it, and that's cool.
3: Yeah, and like also, there's like just certain settings where it wouldn't make sense to, or we wouldn't necessarily need it. It's part of the reason we've been putting like the flag up, just to like have something, not only just to like make newcomers aware of our name, but also like just something to set the scene a li- just a little more.
0: Absolutely, I mean like literally planting the flag. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Of this music, speaking about the visuals and maybe segueing into this broader kind of topic for a little bit i did want to talk about the lyric zines that elise put together which are super lovely Mm -hmm. listeners if you aren't familiar with these yet it has lyrics for all of the songs on we're gay and several doodles by elise i believe they're all by Mm -hmm. you is that correct i did some totally designed by elise i did it so feel welcome to speak about any of these there's some as simple as like oh well you've got i'm just sink now a doodle of the ethical slut under bubbles it's true a flamingo with flamingo of course but then there's also this kind of like center fold spread of i would like to describe it as kind of like a surrealist sort of scene you've got like mountains a kind of like natural idyllic sort of setting but then the closer you look there Things get a little strange and lovely. (laughs) I was wondering if you could talk about, like, just the inspiration behind this piece in particular and why you wanted to include it.
2: Well, just when making a zine, you know, you get your one page that's like, you know, folded in half in the middle. So I knew that that page wasn't going to have any crease in it. And so then I was like, I'll make this giant, you know, drawing. And I always kind of draw mountains and clouds and lightning bolts and sunshines and rainbows in my drawings. But then I also like to incorporate faces or there's some boobs in this one. There's some toys. I think Alex is just discovering the toys now. (laughs) There's a lot of hidden toys in in the picture. I don't know. I was just inspired by our own vibes, I guess. Like normally i do more of like nature and faces but i guess i was feeling also the like sexuality and mm-hmm. queerness and i mean to me nature and queerness are like two big broad mm. themes that like really overlap so yeah it just it i did all the drawings first i didn't use a pencil and i just drew i just drew it oh wow i just Whoa. yeah
1: so that's incredible. There's well, There are so many, like, hidden things in here. I'm especially loving this little, like, <laughs> collection of, I don't know, objects, f- for lack of a better word, in the corner that start with, like, these little curly cues and then becomes blob-looking thing. And then, it, to me, it looks like it's evolving into faces kissing, and uh-huh, it's just yep. super cool. And little, almost adventure-timey snail. A little snail.
0: I'm so snail. glad you said it because yeah. I wanted to hold back, but it definitely reminds me of Yeah. The Adventure Time. Cool. I
2: like Adventure
1: Time. Yeah. Yeah. It's super good. super good. (laughs) We've been
0: talking about Adventure Time in the context of Spencer Ratcliffe's new album, Hot Spring. And just like thinking about this kind of like sort of like rudimentary kind of like childish, really colorful drawings that draw you in. And then there's like getting boiled alive or someone like pissing into like a pond of vomit or yeah. something i guess is what oh it my is gosh. And um, lots of like,
1: cool. i don't know not gendered but anatomically i don't know correct beings walking around too yeah hmm. there's got a really cool so like nature and gender stuff is so yeah present in, in yeah. this uh album artwork it's super cool and in fact like when i opened that up for the first time I was like oh my gosh why isn't Sean next to me because this reminds me of Spencer Radcliffe's hot (laughs) spring like we just had a conversation about it not too long ago yeah yeah cool I'll have to check that out yeah Yeah,
0: we'll be interviewing Anwar Madi who did the cover art for that and Anwar mixes a lot of mythology with queer and feminist theories and astrology and just like makes Mm. really lovely things that you know break down this gender binary and imagine different futures and I think as far as like your music goes I, I think that kind of like instills and this is actually kind of coming back from the visuals for just a second I do want to talk about Fem Skate Night and your skate deck Elise but your who has been described as your number one fan Kyle Smith described your performance at the Kiss in rally and counter-protest at the Capitol, which I believe happened in June. Mm -hmm. Was that just last month? And was describing your music to a friend from out of state, and that person supposedly said, wow, this sounds like gay church. And (laughs) Cal shared this after the (laughs) protest and was like, Shit, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, I, and I'm wondering, this is something that I've been grappling with coming from a kind of religious-adjacent family and upbringing where there's a lot of shame that's been instilled and so has repelled me in a lot of ways from any sort of organized religion. But I feel that music has such a spiritual like, innateness to it, and I feel uh-huh. like your music, in a way, provides just... I don't want to say a soundtrack but some sort of element that brings people together and isn't just about you know like having a good time or listening to good music but is fighting for trans liberation for black liberation thinking about dispelling any form of oppression and, and, and doing those things can really fucking take a lot out of people and so I feel that like having this sound is necessary to, to keep this movement going. And so I'm, I'm wondering how you feel about just the term gay church in <laughs> general, but then like, yeah, this, this kind of like deeper meaning behind your music for the people that listen to it. Someone just reached out to me today and
3: s- yesterday, um, just expressed that they have been like watching us since like last summer. And are just like really inspired by us, and I just wanted to say that. And I was like, I'm, I want our music to be a healing home, like. And those two words I think are really important, like mm. to be healing and to be a home. Yeah, it's. I've noticed that too, and I feel like we're really making space for those identities to come together and enjoy. I think about how awkward it can be to go to like a punk show when you're queer like mm-hmm. and like really like visibly queer and how like really out of place you can feel that sort of like I don't know I'm still kind of like get wrapping my mind around the idea of like social dysphoria but I do think that we for whatever reason create this sort of like welcoming atmosphere. I mean, we do some of it very intentionally. Like we state our pronouns. We try to be like actively creating a safer space. We're promoting messages and values that we believe in, that we think the world needs to hear. And also we say them in ways that are easily digestible, which I think helps kind of like make it, it's like everyone has like their like own independent ways of like processing things. But if you can say one thing really simply, everyone's going to get it even if they they like take something different from it and i think that sort of connectivity is part of what plays out in that but i do like the idea of people maybe we should just like buy a church <laughs> <and> <laughs> have in it
2: oh uh, yeah I mean gay church like I haven't heard it described like that but that's cool I mean people sing along and I mean so one of the intentions that we've definitely had throughout writing is like balancing that like social justice thing that happens when you're constantly fighting and you're fighting and you're fighting and you're fighting it's like you can get burnt out like so many people that fight for social justice get burnt out and it's like I think of what bell hooks says when she says you have to delight in the fight Mm. and like music you know I used to be afraid of like pursuing arts and pursuing music in my life because I was like do I really get to have this awesome life why do I deserve this like but then I'm like this is totally valuable and in order to like renew and revive and refresh and re-nourish you know people fighting for these things we also need to celebrate and we also need Mm. to feel joy so hearing it Described as like gay church makes me think of that aspect uh, and intention that we have of like, we are trying not only to write songs that are about justified anger, but we're also writing songs that are celebration. We also try to connect to people based on, you know, their targeted identities as queer and trans and gay and stuff like that. So I'm a spiritual person. I'm not a religious person, but I do feel that I'm putting you know my spirit into this and like especially when we have performances like like Saturday where like everyone's singing you can feel the energy from them and then you want to put more energy in. well what is it we're all just putting our energy into something and it's a celebration so yeah I don't know that's what it makes me think of yeah
6: white guilt is useless we need revolution 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 Acknowledge your power Nothing is given And nothing is within Can't opt out, can't change your skin. Don't get stuck. 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 In your white gals. Don't get stuck. 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 In your white gals. What?
1: I'm so glad that you you say it and you use the word like celebration because I think that like very perfectly identifies the feeling that I've been trying to like think of to describe what it's like to be in a space that I feel like gender confetti has been curating whether or not it's you know intentional on your two behalves or just like the fact that it's truly a very queer and trans affirming space and that's something that's very 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 special and something that you know I don't think happens very often for a lot of folks so to be able to congregate like that and to celebrate I think the gay church thing is just so apt (laughs) you know and and yeah no I think that that really perfectly describes that so thank you yeah Mm
2: -hmm. Also, queer mosh pits are so cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh,
3: yes. All the lesbian mosh pits. However, though, like, I know somebody got hurt at our show. and oh, so like, we need to watch I out mean, for each so other. So basically, it's just like getting to a point where we just need to have a little, like, mosh pit 101 before our shows start. Just like, hey, if you see someone fall, pick them up immediately. <laughs> um, you
0: actually have a little bit of a connection to I that, do. Alex.
1: Yeah, one of my partners, I think, just got knocked by some, some folks being rowdy and... Hit the floor in a abrupt way, oh, no. um, and and she's totally okay. Healed yeah. up like in two days. It was just a sprain, but like I think she was saying that like there were like some cis folks that she didn't recognize, and they were being. There. She was just like, I can't believe how strong they're. Oh my goodness, like yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that that can happen for sure. But like queer mosh pits, yes, like that's part of like one of my favorite things about going to gender confetti shows is that it's like I can almost like. Anticipate like with a lot of certainty that I'm gonna have a really fun night in a really like a safer environment, and I can actually cut loose and like mosh if I want to, and I know that people will be looking out for each other. So yeah, definitely want to continue with the growth edge on that one though for future moshing (laughs) scenes uh, in the in queer spaces. For sure.
0: Yeah, I heard it here, kitties. Be nice. Be kind. Mm-hmm. As we start to wind things down a little bit slowly, one of the things that I've learned about Gender Confetti and its members is that y'all do a lot of skating. And actually, Elise, I wanted to talk to you about Femme Skate Night and this skateboard deck that you're actually on. I was wondering if you could share a little bit more with us about being sponsored and how this kind of collaboration came about. and and whatever you're feeling about it. This is just so cool to me.
2: Thank you, Sean. Oh, gosh. Okay, so <laughs> um, I'll talk a, a bunch about Fem Skate Night. Fem Skate Night is every Wednesday from spring until fall, weather pending from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Central Park or McPike Park in Madison, Wisconsin, and we want to collaboratively create a environment that supports more girls, women, femmes, trans people, queer people, non-binary people, people of color, basically any person who's not the majority at the skate park is who we want to co-create a supportive environment with. And we just do this by showing up and sometimes we have snacks and I often have like extra boards and we just cheer each other on. You do not have to have skateboarding experience or roller skating experience and all are welcome, and allies and friends are welcome. It is a public park, so there are definitely still going to be, you know, your typical skate park crowd. But the point is to, like, kind of occupy our space and, like, you know, create a supportive environment. So it's not just, like, each of us individually going to the skate park, feeling intimidated and leaving. Mm -hmm. We, If we all go to the skate park at the same time and support each other, it becomes a lot more easy and a lot more fun.
0: And this deck that you're on that you actually brought into the studio. With oh, you today. well,
2: I'm on my way to fe- Femme Skate Night, in fact, and I have my skateboard, and I was fortunate enough to meet Tara Jepsen on a skate trip, and she was starting a skateboard company with Miriam Stahl, and both are incredibly talented humans. Like, Tara is a hilarious comedian and writer, and Miriam does wonderful, beautiful illustrations and check out, like, Rad Girls of the U.S., um, Rad Girls of the World, and it's rad. And then... Let's see. So Miriam does the illustrations for the skate company that they created, which is called Pave the Way Skateboards. And Pave the Way was a queer skateboard company out of L.A. They made two graphics. The first one had like a lot of their queer heroes on it. And the second one is the one that I'm on, which was a lot more seemed like personal. And it was also a collaboration with Unity Queer Skateboarding, which is out of Oakland. That are are illustrated by Jeff. And I mostly have just been like following them on social media, but the illustrations are beautiful. So you have the Unity drawings and then the Miriam Stahl's drawings on this skateboard deck. And it's a lot of, it's like Tara's on there, I'm on there, Jeff's on there, our other buddies on there. And it's just like a cute little personal thing. Like I never thought that I would, you know, be sponsored. I kind of always wanted to. And then I kind of gave up on it. And that's right when they were like, would you ride these decks? Exposure, which is a women's skate contest in San Diego, and I was like, Oh, heck yeah, I would. And then after that, they didn't even, you know, they showed me like the design because Tara always made fun of me because I didn't have a smartphone. And then I texted her, I got a smartphone, and she sent me a picture and it had the design of the deck on it. And I was just like, Holy crap, Mm -hmm.
1: it was cool! It's like a dream come true.
0: That's really lovely.
1: Yeah, super rad.
0: I know that y'all try to hit up a number of skating opportunities when you're on the road, and this is my transition into this upcoming. Confetti Boys tour that oh, you have oh. with Gully Boys Confetti from, Boys yeah yeah can can we get a super group maybe please can I request that I mean <laughs> who knows we're spending
3: three weeks together it's yeah maybe Ooh. we'll Lots write some songs will van. probably happen yeah
2: <laughs> I'm super excited we had Same. a like FaceTime call with them the other night and it was so cute and yeah. I'm just we were like so what kind of food do you like to eat you know do you like to cook meals together and like we like to say our gratitude at dinner and like then you know they were like that sounds awesome and you know we were like well how do you handle conflict or when you're grumpy and they were Mm. like we like to talk about it right away, and we're just like, okay, Yay! that sounds perfect. And we all had it's gonna like be filters good. on our
3: face. It was yeah. A then
2: wild. we all <laughs> yeah, started <laughs> f- found the filter. The good thing that was towards the end of the call because we wouldn't have gotten we wouldn't much have done. Got nothing done. And yeah. there's going to be a, a designated nap spot in the van, which mm-hmm. is cool. Nice. It's very important. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh my God. I mean, like Gully Boys are so good. They're amazing. And, like they're like just as a band, like they're so incredible. And so like. The idea that one they want to play shows with us is cool. Two that they like want to hang out with us and go on the road and go on tour together is like a whole other thing. The fact that there's gonna be like no men in the entire car is awesome and like some strong femme and queer energy uh, like it's kind of a dream and like I've never been to the East Coast so oh and it's a wow. pretty ambitious Whoa. like tour. At all? No like oh my I mean goodness. I've been to I've been to it. DC like once as a kid. And then mm. gotcha. that's it. Like New Orleans is the most east I've been of really? like Illinois. Wow. So oh. yeah, I've never been to Detroit. I've been, never, so we're like big cities that I'm super excited yeah. that we're totally. gonna hit are like Detroit. We're going through Canada. We're going to Toronto and Montreal. Like I'm gonna see Brooklyn for the first time in my life. Yeah. I'm gonna nice. see Philly and DC and Baltimore. Really good radical scenes in all of those places and punk scenes. So, so excited. Me too. Yeah. And like some cool connections that we're making along the way. Gobbin Jr. from Brooklyn is this amazing artist that we're going to be playing with in Brooklyn who I've known because... M used to play in a band called Modern Mod back in the day. And so if the current iterations of like people that used to be in Modern Mod are like Olivia who's in Dash Hounds and Emily who's in Slow Pulp. So like they all w- went off and did their own thing and like obviously scattered to the winds, but like it's so cool to play with this person again cause they've been making moves in Brooklyn and it's really cool to see. Yeah, it's very DIY. There's gonna be a bunch of houses and also a lot of venues i'm trying to think if there's any like one of the members of godspeed you black emperor has a um has like several venues in montreal and we're playing at one of those venues Whoa. so like oh wow. seems like it's a really cool place it'll be on a sunday in montreal so and we get a play off <laughs> in montreal so that's super cool but yeah like i i can't even i can't wait I honestly can't wait. I think it's I be a I just started tele- blast. really
2: getting excited today. Same. Like I'm like already excited, but it started being like it, it became in like my a body. little real. Yeah yeah yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like definitely a somatic experience today for like the first time for me. So as we
0: finish up, I know we're getting close to eight o'clock. At least you're heading to Femme skate night. I thought it would maybe be appropriate to finish off with some gratitudes, maybe touch upon some. People that we didn't quite get into in this interview, maybe such as Tessa at mm-hmm. Williamson Recording Company, and then anyone else that you would like to thank on your journey. And final well, thoughts about moving you. forward. Yeah, oh. definitely. You You have helped us 100% so much. You. Sean
2: did the designs on the J cards for the tapes, the album cover that we're gonna have eventually in the future, future, and let's see, the stick. Wait, for like
3: the vinyl, you mean? The yeah, yeah,
2: and so much more, giving us hello rides. Yes, oh, so many rides. Yeah, Shout-outs to everyone set, that's given us a ride. You dropped the gear off at my, at my place the other day, and you set everything up again. I was like, I don't even do that. I just, yeah. like, lump it on the floor. That was incredible. Really? <laughs> I didn't even know. What? Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I, wow. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Sean.
3: Shoutouts to anyone who's given us a ride, because, like, I think people have this idea that we're, like, this, like, esteemed band. Y'all, we don't have we a don't car. Have any money? For we don't any have a car. car. Like we ask, we get, we ask friends for rides to every show. We yeah, want. we're working <laughs> so, on it. Maybe yeah.
2: someday we'll have like enough to invest in like a nice. Can we get like a nice lesbian Subaru? car? Oh,
3: absolutely, Ooh. we can get a nice lesbian Subaru <laughs> car, baby. Yes. Of course we can. Actually, my dad said this is totally off topic. So um, it's fine. It's, it's uh, f- I want to thank i want i'm grateful for tessa absolutely tessa So much. It was recorded so much fun talking our to tessa. album full like analog straight to tape so it's really cool and it sounds kind of just like tapey in that for that reason we knew we wanted to work with them not only because they're awesome and they're our friend but like also because they're the only like recording engineer that's not a cis dude in town and so we've tried right we've tried like as much as possible to work with queer people To get pretty much everything that we've done. Yeah.
2: I was just thinking about more gratitudes and all the people, and I was like, wait, I have this written down in the zine. So, like, (laughs) literally, (laughs) can I read that? Does anyone mind? Okay, so it's called, yeah, you know, lyric zine and gratitudes. And uh, I'm just going to do my best with everybody's last name. But Sarah Kawa, Sean Soman, Tessa, Reina Day, Echeveria, Echeveria, Liv Jackson, Micah Dombro, Cal Smith, Holly Shaw, Donut, Maggie Denman, Haley Archer, Sophia Lamb, Eric Fruling, Chris Nelson, Forward Living Skate Collective, Melody Elefritz, Zochi De La Luna, E.T. Tone Madison, Maxine and Molly, The Leadership Institute. Katie Baton, Leah Stargarder, Sylvie Rosenthal, Clean Room, Fem Skate Night, all of our friends and family and everyone who has helped us along the way, and people living and fighting for liberation everywhere.
0: Well, thank you both so very, very much for joining us today. We're Gay is out now. Y'all can find it on Bandcamp, Spotify. You can pick up Lime really wire. lovely tapes. Lime Wire. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I saw that and <laughs> had a
4: <Yeah. laughs> you can get it good anywhere.
0: reminiscence. Absolutely. Thank you <laughs> both so much. We're really excited to see the kickoff show and wish you all the very best on your tour. Please come home safely because there's a lot more work to be done here in Madison.
2: Thanks so much thank for you. having us. That Love was fun you. chatting with you.
0: All right. Thank you to Scott Gordon and Tone Madison for giving our project a virtual home. If you're interested in supporting local journalism, you may become a Tone Madison sustainer at ToneMadison.com slash donate. Tone Madison is housed in communication. You can learn more about communication at CommunicationMadison.com. Maybe go give both of those organizations a vote in the It's Miss Mad Faves poll. Thank you also to Disc and Saddle Creek for the use of the song Communication as our theme music. More information about them at disc.bandcamp.com and saddle-creek.com. Gratitudes going out to EJ, Shannon, and Evangeline for being patrons of this project. If you like this podcast and you want us to grow, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash recordstoredropouts. If you're not able to support us financially, that's really Really okay. We're all under the crushing weight of capitalism. But what you could do that would really help us out is to like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. We're looking for five star ratings. That really helps us out. Thank you to everyone who has rated already and has left really lovely comments on Apple Podcasts. All right, we're going to get out of here. But if there is an album, video, or artist that you want us to discuss, please drop us a message at recordstoredropouts at gmail.com. And remember, Always judge an album by its cover.